Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's podcast focuses on the story of Alex. Alex is a social worker who got her master's degree in sociology. Alex has always had a passion for helping people, and this passion for helping people has inspired her to create her own artwork, her own website, and has also led her into social work. Alex talks a lot about her journey from creating art to where she is in the present moment and also gives great advice to you guys about relationships, work, and passions in general. You can check out all of Alex's work, most importantly her website that she just created focusing on mental health and trauma by clicking the link in the show descriptions. Before you guys can tune into our podcast, please guys like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Your ratings will help boost the podcast overall. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Alex. Hey everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a very special guest, Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm good. It's my day off and I, I work two jobs, so I'm very excited to have a day off and happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you have so much cool stuff in the background. I, I will say <laughs> I, I am I am digging your background. Um, tell me a little bit, because I, I know like you are an artist, you know, Alex, and that leads me right to my first question. I see a lot of like artworks and like, you know, like pictures and paintings all in your background. What's like your passion for art and where did it really stem from? Oh my gosh. I, I want to, I mean, I've always been really into art. Uh, so like for those who can't see this, obviously like my apartment's very much covered with lots of different art and artists on like one side. And then in the middle is like all music art and just music in general. Cause I'm really passionate about music. So like I've been collecting um, vinyls since I was in high school. I have like over a hundred and something. I don't even know. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. I've always been into art music, the, the intersection of the two, cause they're so healing. So mm-hmm. 
just kind of made me who I am. Yeah, definitely. And I know you mentioned like then like how you ended like your response. You talked about how like art and music have like intertwined. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. You know, like what are some what are some like go to like music songs for you that really interest you? I would say I, it's hard to pick like a particular song, but in terms of um, genre, I, I usually um, find myself between either rap or soul music. Because what I, I love soul music because a lot of soul music is sampled in rap songs and like vice versa. So I, I just always think it's really cool when you can like take two genres and like you wouldn't think they'd go together. But then when you mesh them together, it's like this like they're like both beautiful on their own. Then you combine them and then it's just like just like this pure. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain it. It's just this feeling you get. And I, I think music's so powerful because it can be communicated in so many different ways, similar to art. So like. We may not speak the same language or come from the same backgrounds or be even the same age, um, but we can understand each other through music and art. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I, I completely agree. For someone else that really like vibes when it comes to music, like it's sort of just like that, like it's kind of hard to describe. Like you said, like you just feel like the music, you feel the beat, whether that's like soul rap, like I definitely vibe the same way when it comes to that like I got to be able to listen to like rap and listen to the words listen to the beats you know when it comes to spirituality in general like whether that's listening to music creating art like you're understanding yourself more and more and you're feeding your soul more positive energy energy in general but more positive energy if you're doing something that's making you feel good so I kind of feel like that's the best way to describe as you're listening to like a song or like listen or hearing like a beat you know feeling a vibe it's more like the energy that it's giving you, you know, it's feeding your soul, whether that's positively negative, that's up to you. Um, but as you're describing it, that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, dang, like, this is this is really cool. Like listening to music, you know, and you're feeling like that vibe, feeling the energy. Um, but yeah. just continuing our conversation when it comes to like artwork in general, I know you have a passion for art and stuff like that. Um, so like describe to me your artwork a little bit. Like what's that thought? process going through your head as you are creating as you are drawing that's a good question so depends on what i'm drawing so um for example i i would say for the most part a lot of my art stems from music like so a lot of times like i'll listen to a song or listen to a genre of music it doesn't even have to have words in it um and just the the way that the the beats are or the way that the lyrics are even just like what they're singing about or talking about i like i can visualize it in my brain if that makes sense. So then when I, I feel it and I can see it in my brain, then I have to like capture it on paper, which is, it's so hard to explain that because it's just like anything that I draw, it's something that I saw in my head and I have to like capture it. So like, perfect example, I just listened to um, this Frank Ocean song called Godspeed. So I like the image I had in my head, I, I had to draw it. And it's like this guy who, I mean, it's on my art page for, like, and I can show you the link, but it's just in general, like I, I listen to a song and then I have to draw what I see. Um, but then other times the process isn't like that. Sometimes I just, I'm doing doodles, you know? Um, but those ones I don't really think about. Like the doodles, I can just not even think about, just draw them. But like, if I'm doing something really detailed and like refined, it's usually inspired by some type of um, sound or visual that I've seen or heard. Wow, that, that's definitely really cool. And you're very insightful when it comes to like describing the process. Because I mean, usually like I've never been into like art a lot. I know I'm more of like I like the podcast, communicate, listen to music because I mean, I feel like we're all into art in some shape or form. 
when it comes to like drawing, like I kind of, I'll either like look up a picture and try it, you know, but like I, you really gave great insight when it comes to like that thought process, you know, you're feeling a vibe, feeling a beat. And then it's sort of just like you have the image in your head and you're just, just going at it, you know, and sometimes when you doodle, you're just doodling, which is definitely really cool yeah. to hear. Um, but I also, I also heard from your like earlier um, answers that you talked about being in grad school. Um, so like, how, tell me that process a little bit of like experience in grad school and what do you really see yourself doing career wise? Well, first of all, if you know anyone who's in grad school, give them a hug because grad school is not easy. <laughs> I mean, neither is undergrad, of course, but like anyone who goes anywhere in their educational journey deserves a hug because it is not an easy process and it is such a commitment and dedication that you truly don't understand until you're going through it. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like school on steroids because I, I remember specifically in grad school, um, cause I, I went to undergrad at Cal U like shout out to Cal U PA, <laughs> but then I went to grad school at the university of Pittsburgh. Um, and I did social work for both, but grad school is like a lot of reading. It's very intensive. Um, and then mid-grad school pandemic hit. So then I was virtual for the remaining, which, I mean, that was an adjustment, but I'm just grateful I still graduated. So I try not to complain too much about that because it could have gone south and I could have not graduated. Um, but yeah, I'm a social worker. Uh, if you can't tell by my excitement. So my undergrad, like I said, is social work. My grad school experience is um, direct practice social work, which is more so clinical social work. So I'm currently working at um, a nonprofit through the legal system. So I do legal advocacy for um, ch children. So I'm on a child abuse unit. So all my kids are under 18. All the uh, offenders or the, the person who did it are slash accused. They're over 18. So I go, to, I go to court with them. I work with the detectives. I work with the lawyers. And um, I provide advocacy services for them and their families to make sure that they understand what's happening in the court system and all of that jazz. Um, but my caseload's all trauma. So anything with trauma, I'm doing trauma work. <laughs> Wow. And I will say power to you for that, because I know social work is because I'm studying psychology a lot, but I've learned a lot about like social work and stuff. It definitely is a lot of work. So power to you for doing that and really trying to take initiative, whether that's helping with people, helping with children, um, because like you said, I know you mentioned a lot about trauma and this leads me right to my next question. So like being a social worker, you know, you've probably heard a lot of like traumatic events, especially when it comes to child abuse, you know, with children and stuff like that. Um for you, like, where did this passion to really help people really stem from? And also, like, where do you see, like, what are some, like, common themes that you see when you are working with children in, like, that are experiencing, like, abuse? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to make, you have to, like, make light of it because it's such a serious, like, topic that, you know, you, you have to put some humor into it, you know, or else you're just going to be sad all the, all the time. <laughs> like, you can't take it home with you. I mean, that's the first thing I always tell people. Um, but in terms of or I, when I was inspired or how I was inspired. I mean, I just, I always knew I wanted to work with people and help people. Um, I, I, like, I truly think I was put on this earth to do that. And I get emotional when I talk about it because I've always wanted to work with kids in trauma. Like ever since I was honestly like in eighth grade, maybe I just didn't know what the word social work was until I was in middle school, high school. And then once I had the word for it, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and then in terms of the population, like I always knew like I just had a way with kids and teenagers that I, I can I can relate to adults and I can work with adults, but I find that I'm I gravitate to, towards the younger population more because I think they get written off a lot, um, and I, I I don't know I see something I see something in them I want them to see that too so I've always wanted to work with them but in terms of like trauma work I mean 
it's a loaded question. It's, I mean, I, I absolutely love what I do. Um, I've, I've had the privilege that I've worked with different types of social work, um, like throughout my career. So like I've worked, um, clinical social work where I was doing like that very traditional therapy role. Um, and it was actually a, um, a gender diverse clinic. So I was working with a lot of kids who were on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, um, but also kids who didn't identify as that as well. So I was doing like a clinical role with that and doing like safety assessments and doing behavioral health assessments, like very much like what you would think in terms of like therapy and clinical stuff. Um, but I also had the privilege and one of my like greatest privileges was I worked with um, Gwen's Girls, which was a nonprofit organization where I actually used art to um, create like this programming for children who predominantly had a lot, like a, lo a lot of like undiagnosed trauma. Um, so I worked within the community and I created an art program for them and worked with those kids daily. And I, I like that kind of role because it was again, that intersection of like art and trauma. Um, and now like I guess I'm doing this legal stuff. So it's definitely been different. Like they're all social work, but they're all different variants of like where you're, where you are within the system. So it's been really, really eye-opening because um, at the end of the day like even though they're all so different there are still parallels with all of them like all these kids teenagers even adults they all still need that you know support that love and for someone to just listen to them really yeah definitely and I can definitely as I'm hearing like your answer you know like like you said like sociology in general you know it's just is you can do a lot of stuff with that you know so um because people constantly, everyone needs help, whether you're what age group you're in, what race, you know, like we are all gender as well. Like we all need that support through moments in our lives, you know. So I definitely feel like as I was hearing your answer, like especially with adolescents, too, I definitely feel like that age group does tend to get put in the back burner when it comes yeah. to a lot of things, you know, and, and trauma. We all experience trauma. Um, whether that's in childhood, whether that's older in life, you know, tra trauma comes in many forms and manifests in many forms. There's generational trauma, you know, so there's a lot when it comes to that, you know, and and I definitely feel like because of the pandemic, people have been more open to talk about like what they've experienced and stuff. But I still think that progress has to be made, which leads me right to my next question. Um, so like sticking with trauma, you know, and you know how like it can like manifest in many different forms and stuff like that um when it comes to like trauma you've like worked with, with when it comes to kids and stuff why do you think adolescents get put in like the back burner so much you know through like your own experience and what you have experienced helping people and stuff like that i would say for a lot of children and adolescents the reason why they kind of go unheard is because they don't necessarily have the right wording to articulate the feelings that they're going through so a lot of times their feelings manifest into like physical symptoms so for example they come across as like the really angry kid or the really aggressive kid or the really sleepy kid or the kid who always has a stomach ache or the kid who always has a headache in class or the kid who doesn't want to do their work and those are simple answers to very complex like those are simple you know answers to write off someone for a very complex issue particularly if like you're you know as a teacher or as a facilitator or even as like a lawyer or anyone, if you don't know, you know, it's easy to just write off the kid as like lazy or dumb or not trying or aggressive when there could be so many underlapping issues. But the, on the other side of that, you know, some certain kids who are perfectionists and always have to have things perfect, they could also have gone through a traumatic event. So this is them trying to like keep that autonomy and keep that control. So I think that's one reason why kids get written off a lot because of the fact that 
or in teenagers because of the fact that the way it manifests isn't what you see on TV. But I think another reason is like they're going through so many hormonal changes too. Um, that I just, I just think it's so much easier to call them brats than it is to actually listen to them. Um, which I, I, I know there's more issues at hand, but I, I would say those are the ones I mainly see. Um, but then in terms of like the court system and then survivors in general, I mean, you, you see in 2022, people don't believe survivors, um, you know, for a lot of complex reasons. So, but I, I hope that answers your question. I would say that's what I'm seeing the most is that aspect, you know? Yeah, of course. And I honestly think your answer, that was a really good answer from you, Alex, I will say, because like your answers have been very spot on, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just feeling like this energy, you know, again, like when you are helping people, you know, and you're constantly like, you're, you're learning more about like the issues of the society in hand. And I can only imagine like working in like a court system, you know, and you're working with a lot of people, a lot of people that have experienced traumas, you know, especially when it comes to like abuse and what they have gone through and people are not respecting them and people are not listening to them. You know, their voices are being unheard, which, which is a lot, you know, and it's definitely something it's very hard to handle. Um, and I will say Alex power to you for, having that passion, you know, giving them a voice, trying to talk to them, you know, being there for them, because at the end of the day, no matter what we experience as humans, we are humans at the end of the day. So being able to have someone to talk to and go to um, is definitely great to hear. Um, but my last question, just concluding like our like work topic, you know, and we'll transition a little bit to like astrology and relationships and stuff like that. Um, what's some advice that you would give to someone? Because I know, Alex, you went through grad school, you've always had this passion for helping people, you know, so you kind of knew what you wanted to do, you know, and stuff like that and power to you for that. Um, what's some advice that you would give to someone that's really trying to find themselves in this world or just like really trying to just get themselves out there? You know, what's some advice that you would give to him or her, or whoever they identify as? Um, that's a good one. Can I think about that for a second? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I know. Okay. <laughs> I always ask deep questions. <laughs> no, it's a great question. I just yeah. like that's, I mean, there's so many things, you know, that I would tell someone. I guess I would, I mean, I would, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, the and it sounds so cliche, but the, the path that other people have written for you or the path that maybe even you thought you were supposed to go through isn't necessarily the right path for you. So although, and again, I, I know I sound like a fortune cookie, but like, although like, you know, it's not what you expected it to be. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you. And I guess that's like the main thing I would tell someone is that, you know, you're going to go through like, trials and tribulations and it, life is not going to be like how you thought it would be. Um, and for some people that could be that they never thought they finished school or that they never thought they would go back to school or, for other people, it could be, this isn't the job that they thought they would be doing. But like, I guess I would just say, you know, like, that's okay. Um, but there's nothing wrong with you. And what you're doing right now does not define you. Like, you're so much more than that. And that no matter what you're going through, like, you will get through that. Sometimes you just have to go through it first. Um, but it doesn't like define who you are. And that was, I know that was a lot, but I think that's the big thing I would tell people right now is that like, whatever you're struggling with right now internally, or even externally, depending on how many people are aware of it, it's, it's going to be okay. You just have to sometimes go through it. Um, but there is, you know, there's a light <laughs> to the end of it. Yeah, Alex, I will say that is a great piece of advice. Um, and, and don't 
you know, I, I as, as I was hearing you like describe your answer, you know, like it's never too long. I just wanted to say that, like you give a really great piece of advice. And from someone that has, you know, experienced grad school, you know, you've you've done a lot, you know, you, you're doing art on the side, you know, why you are doing your career and establishing career. And so, like, that's a really great piece of advice, Alex, because there's going to be times in our lives where we are doing something and you're not really feeling it or, or you know, and you want to do a change, you want to do something else. Because at the end of the day, like, we're trying to find ourselves in this world. So I definitely think, Alex, that was a great piece of advice. Um, so I will say when it comes to, like, work and passions and stuff, I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. Um, we're going to transition a little bit and talk a little bit about, like, relationships and stuff. And then we'll talk about astrology and have some fun and all that stuff. So relationships, you know, I, I know for you being, like, a, a social worker, you know, relationships are definitely, they can definitely impact. They can definitely make or break people. I'll, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to relationships overall for you, Alex, what are some qualities that you look for in a friendship and also a romantic partner? So that's a good, uh, I would say in terms of well, both is just um, stability, I think is really important. Um, and security uh, is important because I, I think it's so easy to get lost in yourself that sometimes it's nice to have people in your life who will keep you in check and make sure that you're grounded. Cause like, you know, at the end of the day, like I don't want like a hype person. Like I can hype myself up. <laughs> I want someone who's going to be honest with me and who's going to, make me feel secure, make me feel stable. And that goes for friends or relationships. Like you don't always need someone who's always going to hype you up because those people aren't going to tell you when you're, you know, when you're wrong, because you need someone who's going to tell you when you're wrong and when you're right. So I think that's always really important. Um, and also just, just like very honest, transparent people, people who have good taste in music, obviously in uh, art, you know, that's why I always look for in people passionate because I'm really passionate. So I love talking to people who like, are super passionate about what they're doing. Even if like you're a geology major and you want to talk to me about geology, if you're passionate about it, I will listen to you talk about geology for five <laughs> hours. <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah, Alex. And those are definitely some, some great qualities to have, you know, I forget the saying, but like you are the sum of, it's something like you're the sum of like your top five people that you meet um, right. and you feed off of their energies, you know? And, and I definitely think having people that are real with you and honest with you because you need to have some of those friends, you know, that are real and honest with you because not every, not everything you do in this world is going, you're going to be right at, or you're going to be 100% perfect at, you know? So there's going to be moments where you make mistakes because that's how we grow is if we make mistakes. And if you don't have people in your corner, like checking you out, like being like, Hey, like what you did was kind of stupid here. Like let's move on. Let's grow from it. You know, if you're not having those people doing that for you, are you actually really growing? You know, so Mm -hmm. that's definitely a a question that I always ask people, you know, when it whenever like they're trying to just figure themselves out or, 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 you know, like, are they are we really growing? You got to be able to be real with yourself and having some people in your corner that can be real with you is definitely an important trait to have. Do you have any others as you're thinking off the top of your head? I mean, just like. Yeah, I hate to echo myself, but just really supportive people. Like, I'm so blessed that I have, like, very supportive people in my life because I, I'm i a little all over the place, you know, and I like to do a lot of projects. Like, I do like, I do like to do a lot of art projects, but I also do a lot of um, mental health campaigns in terms of, like, photographs. So, like, for example, I just came out with a website uh, that was all, it's all about mental health. And I had such an amazing support system who not only helped me edit the site, but gave me feedback, who let me interview them about their diagnoses, um, et cetera. Like I am so grateful for those people. So I think just support and just showing up, even if you can't physically show up, 
but like you're mentally showing up for me, like that is a real friend. Um, and I'm really blessed that I have those people in my life. Like I, I can't even name all of them because they're all just so amazing. Like they know who they are. They don't need, they don't need a shout out. They know who they are. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, support's a huge one. Um, just like mentally, physically supporting me is you're, you're at the top of the list if you're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And and like it comes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, like you feed off of the people that are around you's energy, you know, and if they're supportive, they're caring, you feed off of that. And power to you, Alex, as well, for creating your website, having people edit, you know, because it, it creates when you create a website, you know, it does take a team. And the fact that like you did all those projects and stuff, power to you for that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later when it comes to the podcast. I'll let you have the floor and you can share all that and all that fun stuff. Um, but just continuing our relationship topic right now um this what this question's a little less serious i always ask my guests that come on this question so the question pretty much is like turnoffs or like any little test that you have so let's say you're on a first date alex and mm -hmm. the person you're on a date with does blank you know like turnoffs like what oh, are some turnoffs for you that you would not have a second date um a, a, as you yeah. think as you think i know for me like i like to share a little bit um i used to have this little test and i'm definitely definitely reflecting on it i could definitely see <laughs> where there's some problems um but i would create a test i would hand people the aux cord whoever i'm on a date with and depending on what music they played was my little test um but right. for you alex do you have like any like little test or any like turnoffs for you where you would not have a second date I'm so ready for this question. Okay. First of all, that's spooky. Cause I'm the same way. I, I'm one of it. I know that's terrible, but like I'm intentionally giving you my phone to see what music you want to play. Absolutely. Because if you're playing some, like, I don't know, like you're playing some weird stuff. That I just can't get behind. If you're playing like polka music, I just, I don't know. That's, that's kind of weird. Like I'm not judging you. You know, you have your taste. I like classical music, but I, I do agree. The music one's a big one. Like I will test your music. Um, another one that I look out for is how they treat their servers. If we go to a restaurant or just in general, how they treat like any service person, you know, it could be like at McDonald's, the way that they're talking to like the cashier, that makes a difference to me. And I pick up on that real quick because if you think you're better than the person behind the register or the person taking our order, then you're not for me because I don't think I'm better than them. So I don't want to be with you. Like it makes me uncomfortable um, when I see people like talking to, you know, servers, uh, anyone really like in a really like disrespectful way. Cause I, I serve part-time, you know, like, so that's one, uh, well, two, I should say. The other one is uh, how they're just, I mean, to be, you know, not to go too off the deep end, but you know, how their views on terms of uh, equality, of course, you know, how they view other people and how they respect other people's, whether that's their sexual preferences, their gender identity, their cultural identity, um, fill in the blanks, you know, uh, how they feel about people who may have an intellectual, intellectual disability or like a cognitive delay or how they, just how they talk about mental health. You can pick up on a lot of those types of cues on like first, second date. So for me, like that's, that's a deal breaker because like, you know, those things are important to me and it's, they're what shape me. Like we don't have to have the exact same views on everything, but if we can have a discussion, that's different. You know, like as long as we can discuss and maybe debate a little bit, that's totally cool. But to be completely off the deep end, like, no, that, that's, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of pick up on that sort of stuff. So that's like a, that's a no-go for me. <laughs> I wouldn't even be friends with people like that. So... <laughs> 
Oh yeah, definitely, Alex. I, I definitely feel that as well. And it's definitely it's definitely funny to hear. I think you're the first guest that came on and actually like has like a same music tape like the music test as me. Mm-hmm. So I find that very <laughs> funny. Um, but just continuing our conversation, you know, like I always like to ask that question just because like red flags are definitely shown in the first couple dates. Um, and I definitely feel like people need to talk about that more. Cause obviously like, you know, like there's like a honeymoon stage, you know, where people are like, Oh yeah. Like you're finally on a date with somebody, you get overhyped, you know, and and it's good to be excited about a date. Like, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. you have to be able to detect the red flags early. Um, and I, and one of those, I, I always like to add this little bit to the conversation. It's always a little fun. Um, but I actually interviewed someone like a couple like weeks ago and they told me a great, thing to do like when you're on like a first date with somebody is to say no if they ask you like hey like do you want to go on a date on this day say no initially just be like hey like i can't make it and see how they respond to that because if they're getting annoyed and antsy about just saying no on a first date that's a red flag people so that that's that's like oh that's a good point yeah yeah. (laughs) that's 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 really well said i would agree with that because I mean, yeah, all jokes aside, music aside, you know, and like all of that, like that, that comes back to this, the way that you treat waitstaff, though, because if you can talk to someone like that, who's to say you can't talk to me like that? You know, so, yeah, I'm very cognizant of like the red flags in the room, you know, even with friendships, like you have to be aware of like those red flags. That, that's a good test to do, too. Yeah, no, I heard that. And when, when she said that, obviously, like a, a woman gave me this great advice because women are just so intuitive. They're so intelligent. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take that. And I'm definitely going to shout you out for that every time I talk about it. <laughs> um, but to wrap up our relationship conversation, I always like to ask all my guests that come on this. So like when it comes to advice, because I know relationships can really like make or break people. Um, I, I've definitely had a lot of friends, family, loved ones kind of experience that a lot firsthand. Um, so for you, Alex, like what's some advice that you would give to someone, you know, that's trying to find a relationship or really trying to like understand their relationship? You were asking me the deepest questions. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I would, I think the biggest thing I've learned in my experience, whether it's, you know, friendship or ro- romance or in between, is that, you know, people are going to come into your life for a reason. I do think that's solid, you know. Um, sometimes you don't know what that reason will be, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean they're supposed to be in your life forever. You know, some people say, I think I think Kanye West said this in a song, like, sometimes people come in your life for a season. And it's true. Like, sometimes people come in your life, and they're supposed to be there for a continuum, but other times they're not. And I think that was what I would give in terms of relationship advice, because... I think that's why it's sometimes so hard to let go, especially in those red flag relationships, because time is such an element to that and such a factor. So people hold on to that time, but that doesn't mean they're supposed to be in your life forever. You know, and that, that goes for friendships too, that um, I think that can be really hard to be aware of. And to it can be really hard to distinguish between that, but that's my biggest advice. You know, sometimes people aren't meant to be in your life forever. But that doesn't that doesn't take away for what they did for you because they taught you something, you know, positive, negative, in between all of the emotions. Like they they gave you something, and that's okay to be thankful for that and then to move on from that. Yeah, and that is again that's another spot on advice, Alex. I know I've been asking you these deep questions, and your answers have been just spot on and great. Um, I completely agree with that, you know, because I definitely feel like letting go, especially in relationships, friendships, is definitely one of the hardest things to do. 
Um, but like you said, Alex, I definitely think each relationship, whether that's friendships, romantic partners, all that stuff, they're meant even like relationships with family. That's another thing, too. Right. Like yeah. a lot of like families, they'll stay together, even though your family members are treating you like crap. You know what I mean? So it's like all these relationships, like you said, Alex, are meant to teach you something. You're learning more about yourself. You're learning the positives and what, what they brought in you, the negatives that they brought in you, and how you were able to learn and grow from it. Because if you're constantly staying in the same relationships, unless like the people in your relationships are growing with you, like that's a different thing. But right. if you're like, like you said, Alex, like some relationships are meant for just a particular time in your life. Um, and if you're not able to grow from that, you know, you're, you're just gonna constantly just be in a cycle, you know, where you're doing the same mistakes because you're around the same people that are also doing that. So it's like, like you said, Alex, some relationships are just meant to be taught as a learning experience and for you to grow, and that's okay. Um, and, and I know it can definitely be hard. Oh, um, it's so hard, yeah. And definitely. that's what I mean, like you can be so thankful for those people. I think that's the hardest part because when relationships end, people automatically go to what went wrong, but nothing has to go wrong. You know, like sometimes things just end and they're just the way they are. And that's okay. But that to get to that point in your life, that takes time. This is not an overnight. I am no like guru. Like that takes time. That takes a lot of pain and hurt. But like, I'm just, you know, I'm here to tell people like, it's okay to have both feelings about things. It's okay to let that person go, you know, or those people go depending on who it is in your life. And like you said, family, chosen family, whatever that may be for you. Like you sometimes just have to, you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day. Yeah, you're right. And that's the thing. Like the longest relationship that you have on this earth is with yourself. It's not with loved ones, not with family. It's with you at the end of the day. You're the one that's constantly waking up and seeing yourself in the mirror every single day. So it's like being able to be, yeah, be able to realize in some relationships, like, hey, like I, I got, I got to, I got to move on. And it's sometimes, you know, it's some, sometimes nothing happened, you know, it's just you're in different parts of, of your life, you know, and it just happens. Um, and those, uh, like you said, Alex, like you can't do this overnight, you know, like that definitely takes a lot of processing. Go to therapy. I always tell people go to therapy, reflect, um, journal. Um, there's some other mm-hmm. things. And that leads me right to my next question, actually. So, like, when it comes to self-care, um, Alex, I know. Like you mentioned, like in relationships, it's, you know, it can be very hard to process things, you know, and stuff like that. What's some self-care that you do? And, and also with helping people, too, it can be very emotionally draining for you, you know. So, like, what are some things you do for self-care, Alex, that you would recommend for other people? So, financially wise, um, I go to a record store. I, I know I talk about music a lot, but I just I find it so healing. So, like, I go to the record store. um Free wise, I mean, I draw, um, I, I call my mom. I mean, I, I talk to my mom every day. That's shout out to my mom. She's amazing. She'll definitely listen to this podcast. I, I talk to, I literally talk to my mom every day. So that's like my self care, um, which is, I know it's kind of weird. Cause a lot of people would think, well, don't you want to like not talk to anyone? But for me, like I refuel by actually talking to my loved ones, uh, more so than being alone, but, um, also just soul music. I, I, I know I talk about music a lot, but like soul music it's just so healing like i just throw on some like marvin Gaye or like aretha franklin or like the temptations like anything like that and i'm just automatically like in a better state of mind okay that's definitely that's definitely good you know and like i said like self-care for everybody is different because we are all different people at the end of the day for some people they need to have a loan reflection for some people like like you alex like you know giving your mom a phone call that's definitely good you know as long as it's not draining for you, you know, as long as you calling your mom is feeding your soul instead of taking like 
giving you energy instead of taking energy. That's what self-care is, people. So I just wanted to add that question to it, Alex. Um, but I will say, overall, I've really enjoyed our flow of the conversation. We talked a lot about like relationships. We talked about work and passions and stuff. So transitioning to a little bit of astrology chart, a uh, little astro- astrology talk. My fault, guys. Um, Alex, for, for you, my first question, how do you feel about astrology overall? And what's your overall relationship with it? So I'm here for it. I know nothing, but I love learning about it. Like <laughs> I love, um, I just love, I don't know. I love learning about like Zodiac signs. I love reading the horoscope stuff. I've gotten my palms read before. Like it's fun, you know, like I think it's really interesting. And I, I actually have a couple friends who are like very much into it. Like, you know, all the star signs, you know, all the stuff. And I love those people because again, they're really passionate about it. I love listening to it. So um, I know a little bit about like, you know, being my Zodiac sign and all that and, I would say my Zodiac sign's pretty accurate to who I am, uh, but I don't know a lot about it personally, but I do like learning about it. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course. And usually, like, I'll have guests and we'll talk a lot about, like, their sun, moon and stuff like that. But I also know, like, you're very intuitive. Um, and, and I'll give you a little reading towards the end of our discussion when it comes to astrology. Um, but one of the cool things I recently actually learned a lot when it comes to astrology is your north node. So your north node, it's your north node and south node. So there are two things. On your chart, you're only going to see north node. How to find your south node is, is, like I mentioned before we recorded, is your sister sign to your north node. So for yours, Alex, your north node is in Virgo. So that means your south node is in Pisces. So your south node is like mistakes your past lives have made. And your north node is what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime to based off of like your experiences and stuff like that, what you're supposed to learn that your past lives didn't learn. And it's actually uh, very interesting. So for you, your north node is in Virgo. So Virgos are very, they're ruled by Mercury, Virgo. And the sign of Virgo, like I said, is ruled by Mercury. So you're very good on like boundary setting, they're very good teachers. Virgos are meant to be really good teachers for people. Everyone that I know personally is that is into like teaching and stuff has some form of Virgo in their chart, and you have Virgo in your North Node. So it all it's it's all coming together. Um, but South Node in Pisces. So past lives, Pisces are very gullible. They're very nice people. Like when it comes to like emotionally and stuff, they're kind of like in like their own realm. So in past lives. With having a south node in Pisces, people have tend to take advantage of your kindness. Um, people have taken, have like pretty much just taken advantage of that gullibleness, that kindness energy. And what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime is, is that you're, you're supposed to learn through your experiences, learn boundary setting and all that stuff and be able to teach that to others so i know you mentioned social work and stuff so like that's sort of like your purpose you know it's 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 to learn from your what you've experienced in the world you know and to teach and help people learn and grow on their own so that's sort of like what your north node is i really like that part of the chart because it's sort of just like a let's get real moment um and to share my own personal chart i also have my North Node is also in Virgo as well. So I can definitely relate to that. You know, I'm in psychology, you know, trying to help people. You're in sociology trying to help people and learn from the mistakes and learn yeah, from work. Yeah. Yeah. And learn and learn from what you've experienced and being able to teach that upon others. So I just wanted to start off with that because I was like, dang, like your North Node is in Virgo. I definitely 
No, I know this. I know this chart a lot, and I'll send you links once the podcast is done yeah, if you please. want to know a little bit more. Um, but just continuing, when it comes to astrology, I know you mentioned like your zodiac. You are Scorpio with a Cancer moon. So I'm going to give you a little reading. So a website created by a bunch of women. Again, women they they rule the world. They know what they're doing. Um, so it's called the Horoscope.co. So I always recommend this website for people just trying to. Um, like you're just learning, you want to get a quick little reading on like about yourself a little bit. So I just Google your sun and moon sign and the girls in the website, they all created this little reading for you. So, so according to your website, you're on the horoscope.co, you're a Scorpio sun with a cancer moon. So with that is you're an intuitive personality, tenacious and intense. These people stand by their feelings. So positives for your sun and moon combination, very intuitive and sensitive Negatives can be a little bit harsh at times. <laughs> Perfect partner, someone who gets along well with their family and word of advice, learn to accept other people's views. So as I gave you a reading, you know, talking about your North Node and also some positives and negatives, what are some thoughts that come to mind? I like the perfect partner, obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I liked it. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with it. Um, I definitely agree that I can, you know, I can, you can always be more open-minded with anything like any, you can, you always have to evolve. If you're the same person you are today, five years from now, that's not a good thing. Like you always want to be better. So I, I appreciate the reading. I really like appreciate your time because I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I I like what you said, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I got you. (laughs) Um, And I will say, uh, Alex, I've really enjoyed our conversation in general. It's been great. I've learned def- we definitely learn a lot when it comes to like your journey and your story and stuff like that. And the floor is yours now because I know you mentioned like your website and stuff. So when it comes to your artwork, your your website, and also like your work and stuff, where can everybody find you at and check out your work? Sure. Yeah. So you can follow you can follow me personally on Instagram at Garapy Therapy. So Garapy's G A R I E P is in Paul, Y is in Yankee Therapy, as it sounds. Garapy is my last name, which does rhyme with therapy. So it's Garapy Therapy. Uh, and then in terms of my art page, it's Garapy underscore art. And then, yeah, I just came out with the website. Like I said earlier, I do a lot of mental health photo campaigns. Um, in 2018, I did a sexual abuse photo campaign at my campus at Cal U. And then most recently, like I was saying earlier, I did a mental health photo campaign where I interviewed people who were brave enough to tell me about their journey with their own mental health. Um, and it also has like statistics on it about mental health. And, you know, I don't want to give out too much cause you should just check out the website. Um, so I can give that to you, Josh, um, after this, and you can hopefully, you know, add it if you don't mind, but the, the website's called, how are you, um, dot, 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 really with a question mark, because, you know, I, I go, go over it in the website description, but I, I, just, I just noticed that every time people see each other, they're always like, how are you? But like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm good. But no one actually like, sits down and really asks, like, no, like, how are you really doing? What's going on in your life? How can I support you? So that's what inspired the campaign. And then it just kind of evolved from there. So I can't wait for you to check it out. Oh, yeah, of course. And and I'll, I definitely will check it out. And all the links that you said and all your social media profiles, yeah. they'll, they'll all be in the show description. So you guys Appreciate can, that. Yeah, you guys can check out check out Alex's work and stuff. And I will say power to you for doing that, you know, because especially when you interview people, when it comes to very like touchy subjects, you know, especially like their own trauma and what they've experienced, mm-hmm. it can definitely be very emotionally intense. So power to you, Alex, for 
for doing that, you know, taking the steps and helping people. And I will definitely make sure to put your website out. Probably be the most bold one out of all the links. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I will say a trigger warning, actually, like just going back to what you said, because there is some content on the website that could be like very triggering for certain people. Um, like there's content about post-traumatic stress disorder, eating disorders, suicide. So I just want to put that out there that, you know, please take care of yourself while you're going through the post. Like, don't feel like you have to dive in all in one day because, um, it's, it's really intimate. I really appreciate the people who like, let me interview them and like put their faces out there and their stories out there. So thank you again to those people. Yeah, definitely, Alex. And I will say overall, I'm very happy for direction that you've chose. You know, you're definitely going places when it comes to everything. Keep up the wonderful work. Great work. And I've enjoyed our full conversation when it comes to the podcast and stuff like that. And stay safe, Alex. Well, thank you. It was really it was really nice to meet you. Shout out to Reggie for this. I appreciate him. And <laughs> yes, indeed. thank you so much. Reggie's the one that got us uh, linked yeah. together. So thank you, Josh. It was really nice talking to you.